Hey folks, it's Kirk. I wanted to give you a brief introduction to this episode because we recorded it at Kings Island and I really thought that we would have better sound quality than we did. Uh, you can still hear us, uh, but you're probably better off if you're listening to this with headphones or earbuds in and the background noise is just louder than I thought. So we learned our lesson, but I didn't want to lose this uh, episode. So I'm releasing it despite my objections to the quality. Enjoy. Right. Good thing, it's, good thing it's free here at Kings I, Island. I mean, kind of. Wow. Uh, we are coming to you live from Kings Island, the brew house today, talking about uh, all things travel. Thought it would be fun today to talk about my New York trip that I just got back from yes. uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, you didn't go. You didn't. You were invited. I know. You were always invited. I should have gone. You should have gone. It was by far my best trip to New York so far. Uh, I went as a theater excursion. So, uh, you know, as we talked about last week, I love live theater and I love CCM, which is the College Conservatory of Music at the University of Cincinnati. And every year, the senior class graduates and takes their musical theater showcase to New York City and does it in front of agents and managers and other casting folks. And so the last two years now, I've been able to go up and be part of that and be part of the support system for that group as they perform. And that was the first thing on my agenda. So... Uh, let's just say, first of all, I love American Airlines. They were so good to me. The steward, flight attendants were uh, really friendly this trip. And I, and I was in first class because I'm well, privileged. That helps. And they uh, made sure to get me drinks before we took off. They hung up my jacket. I've learned something. That when we fly, I'm wearing a sport coat. I get much better treatment if they think I'm a businessman. I believe that. I so totally they hung that. up my jacket for me. Got there early. The only part of the trip that I always hate every time I go to New York is that trip from LaGuardia into Midtown. That nine-mile drive takes 45 minutes to an hour. And the traffic is just un unbelievable. And, of course, every street had either construction or a delivery truck blocking the lane or both. But in the Uber rides from the airport to the... Manhattan area used to be about 50 bucks. Now it's 90. Jeez. Of course, I upgraded to black. Well, left black. Because, again, I like fancy things. But I checked into the hotel, then I went over to the showcase. I actually took the subway. The only time I took the subway, which was kind of silly, I spent 34 bucks on a week long subway pass and used it literally one time. Because I was staying so central to things, I didn't need it. So I went to the showcase, and I got there really early. I was the only one there. I, it was fun, actually, because I got to kind of sit in the lobby area, and uh, the graduates, the kids, came by and, and said hello as they were coming in. We're happy to see me. It's always, it's always fun. That was great. And then I went to a place called Hurley's, which is a bar, um, afterwards for the after party, after a nap in the room. Uh, saw some graduates I hadn't seen in a while, like people like Max Clayton, who was Hugh Jackman's understudy and the music man on Broadway. And uh, saw him and other people as well, with the graduates. It was really fun. And I stayed out too late, and uh, but luckily, you know, I was on vacation and had something to do the next day. So. That's right. Didn't matter. Yeah. The point. Yeah. Have you been, you went up to a Wright State Showcase once. I did. It was awesome. Ago. Yeah. But very different than UC's. Sure. 
it's still the same idea, and it was, it was fun to be a part of the friends and families supporting those, those students. Uh, I saw a couple shows while I was there. I saw Shucked, S-H-U-C-K-E-D, Shucked, the musical. It is truly a musical about corn. You want to know the premise? Would you like to know more about it? Yes. So it is about corn, but it's about a small town, rural farm town that grows corn as their primary moneymaker. Nobody really ever leaves or comes. It's just a really rural, nice small town where they all get along and they're all related. Well, the corn has stopped growing. And they don't know why. But oh, no so one's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery, kind of. But no one's ever left the town to go get help before. So Maisie, who is the lead character, is going to be brave and she's going to go into the big city of Tampa, Florida to find someone to help. Now, Maisie is uh, engaged to be married to um, Bo. And Bo does not want her to go to the big city. They, they have a big falling out over this whole thing. Because it's too dangerous? Because they don't still leave their town. They don't leave, oh, they don't leave Cop She'll never come back. Maybe. He's not like controlling their possessive. He's just anxious. Right. It's a fun musical. We're not talking domestic violence or anything. <laughs> right. She wasn't being held hostage or anything. So then uh, she does leave. She goes to the big city of Tampa, Florida, and she meets a con man pretending to be a podiatrist or pretending to be a corn doctor. He's a podiatrist, <laughs> right, because he's a corn doctor. But he thinks, he convinces her that he's a corn doctor for the kind of corn she's looking for, and he believes that in the small town there are rocks that are worth a lot of money, and he's got gambling debts to pay. So he's going to trick her into going to the town to steal all the rocks, make the money, and then get out of town. They have a little flirtation. She thinks he's pretty hot. Comes from the big city. Meanwhile, Lulu, played by Alex Newell, the amazing Tony-nominated and hopefully Tony-winning Alex Newell, uh, is on to the con man. And they have some words. Meanwhile, Bo is still pining for Maisie. They have some words. And fast forward, it all ends up good. With hilarious double entendre one-liners. Most of them I can't repeat. Most of them I don't remember. But the only one I do remember that's not too bad was they ask the character Peanut, who is one of the funniest characters and also nominated for a Tony, for Mr. Featured Actor, Kevin Cahoon. Ask him, Peanut, what are you thinking? And he says, unrelated to anything else that's happening in the show, he says, well, I'm thinking that if I had a crystal ball, I'd probably walk different. It's about two and a half hours of that kind of joke. Sharply written, very funny one-liner puns with some really great music. And I didn't realize that the, the book writer is Robert D. Horn, who wrote some of the episodes of Designing Women in later seasons. Oh. And he wrote Tootsie for mm-hmm. Broadway. He's, he's very funny. So that was shucked. Uh, Alex got a standing ovation in the middle of Act One, as they do every night for their song, which they just was on The Voice on Monday singing it. So that was uh, Thursday. Friday, I saw Grey House, which is a horror play starring Laurie Metcalf, Jackie from Roseanne, but it also starred the girl who plays She-Hulk on the Marvel TV show on Disney+. Plus. Oh, that's fun. And the, uh, the hearing-impaired young lady from the Quiet Place movie was in it. Um, a couple other stars. 
I can't tell you anything about it because if you ever see it, you have to go in blind, not knowing a thing, because it all unfolds before you. What I, it was one of those things, though, that when the lights came up at the end, I said, huh, I wasn't sure what I thought until I sat with it overnight and kind of read some uh, someone else's plot synopsis online in the message board and decided that it's actually really brilliant. And then I watched some interviews where the playwright says, you know, he didn't leave anything a mystery. It's all there. He's not trying to trick anybody, which I really appreciated. But it's one of those plays where you may have to see it a second time. Because once you have the answers, then everything you see again will make more sense. That but it was scary. I've never seen a scares done as effectively. There were a couple of jump scares. They played uh, audio effects in the theater that the bass rumbled. And I was in the front row and air blew out at me from under the stage. It was very tactile. It was very well done. Joe Mantello directed it, and it was really an ensemble piece showcasing his directing. I know, you would have had a hard time with it. I would have it, had a hard time. But I think you would have been impressed with the storytelling and the psychological thriller aspect of it, because it really was more of a psychological thriller right. with some horror elements. So that was great. I did not stay for the stage door. Uh, it was just too too hectic. I had stayed for the stage door on, at Shocked, though, hoping to see Alex Newell. They did not come out. They actually did come out. So most of the cast came out, and... Uh, Gray Henson, who was in Mean Girls, who was the, one of the narrators in Chuck, said, hello, front row. So he recognized me from my, my work as audience member. There you go. Uh, gave me a compliment for being engaged in the show. Uh, but Alex did not come out. The security guard said, nobody else is coming. From me. I didn't believe him, so I stood there a little while longer. Out of the corner of my eye at the other door, I see Alex come out and bust down the street. And literally, people that were standing at the stage door took off running to chase Alex. Oh. And I went back to my and then I saw Walking with Bubbles, which is a one-person memoir by Jessica Hendy, who you saw next to Normal here at Ensemble Theater yes. in Cincinnati. She was also in Cats on Broadway a couple times. And it's the story of her life raising her son with her ex-husband who has mental illness and homelessness and not having much support because she didn't tell anybody about it. Really interesting, very sad, very touching, but very hopeful as well. And the music was soaring. Brianna Barnes wrote the music, and she's fantastic. So those were three really excellent shows. And then the last night I got to see a 54 Below Cabaret, featuring some of the alumni from CCM, including Sierra Harris, who you love, who I spoke to when she said to say hello, um, and some others. And uh, the graduates also got to perform for the first time post-showcase in New York City for their debut, which was really fun. And then I flew back the next day with no incident, except for I couldn't get out of the parking so I prepaid for reserve parking to make it easy, and they give you a QR code. Right. But it was on my phone, and I have the bigger iPhone, and I couldn't get it in the slot where it goes. Oh. Well, I think also what happened was I went to the one gate that had a booth, but no person. There were no. There was only one booth now at the exit, because it's all automated, and there, that booth wasn't even staffed. So I was thinking I'd go to that booth and get help with the person. There was no person. And there was also no scanner. I'm pretty sure that I was trying to scan something without a scanner. Because I couldn't figure it out. I kept pushing the button. Finally, the lady came out. By that point, I backed up and went to a different one. And I was able to make it work. I also had prepaid for parking the first time I thought I was going. And so I had to change my dates. Right. get a refund and repay. So I was using the wrong code. And uh, finally got home. After that was, that was the worst part. The trip from LaGuardia to Midtown and back. And getting out of the parking garage here in Cincinnati. Well, the only really bad things that happened, and they weren't bad, just obnoxious. Which means you had an awesome vacation. Yeah. I stayed at the Westin, 
which was on 43rd and 8th. I love Weston's. It was really so fancy. Good. I don't know how I scored this deal that I got with Expedia, but I had a corner room with windows on two sides, a gigantic bathroom with a rainfall shower head. The bed was amazing. Uh, that was the last three nights. The first two nights, I was at the Hampton on 41st. And I thought that was my favorite hotel because the location was kind of off the beaten path. And I still like it, but the Weston rooms were bigger. The hotel felt fancier, and if I can get the same deal I get at the Hampton at the Weston from now on, I think I found my new home in New York City. I probably should be staying at the Motel 6 somewhere in Queens and subwaying in because I'm having to eat oh, peanut butter sandwiches for a month or two. After our one experience in Indianapolis, don't do Indianapolis that. Indianapolis or uh, <laughs> Fremont, Ohio, or oh. Nashville, Tennessee, which we're going to talk about uh, on some subsequent episodes for sure. What's your favorite thing about New York City? You haven't been in a while. What's your favorite thing? Um, can I have one A and B? Yeah. One A is no, just we'll the energy. It's like the you know the world stage. There's so much energy. It's yeah. just alive all the time. Yeah. I it, I find that amazing, and I really get revved up yeah. by that. But also the Freedom Tower. Yeah. Is something that. Pulls at me very hard, especially having worked at a VA. Sure. So, a lot of the people that I worked with went into the military because of 9 yeah, 11. Yeah, yeah. So, that piece of the puzzle was very powerful. And you've not done the museum, or have you? No, I've done the up in Freedom One, but I've not done the museum. Okay, so yet. when we go back, I've not done it either. So, when we go back together the next time, which I plan, my, my plan is to start going every year at this time for the showcase if I can swing it. Uh, because because I enjoy it, but also I really did feel like the students were grateful and appreciative of having people there that weren't even related to them who cared enough to come wish Absolutely. them well. And, uh, you know, at some point when somebody hits it big, gets a Tony Award, we might get free tickets. It's always about getting free stuff. By the way, if you want to Venmo me to pay for this trip, I just went off. You can <laughs> do that. It's always a commercial. Head Venmo at Kirk Shepard. Uh, do you have any questions for me about things I have not answered about my trip? We haven't seen each other to talk about it. I know. I know, and I, I think I did a pretty good job there of being you, you did. clear, but I also, you know, don't want to leave anything out. I'm just wondering, and this is a tricky question, so I'll apologize in advance. What was the best part of the trip for you? No, that's, that's not a tricky question. It's, it is going to be tricky because there's so much to answer, but I think that the, the people that I saw, right? So not only did I see those shows, I also had... Uh, lunch with my friend Tyler, who we're going to talk to on an episode. I had coffee with my friend Eli. I got to see those folks mm -hmm. at Hurley's Bar um, and made some connections with some students who are currently students who happen to be in New York as well. So I think it's the people that I went to go hang out with is the easy answer. But I also agree that energy of New York is, is unparalleled. There's nothing like Times Square and that area surrounding it. And it's a little overwhelming at first when you get there. Yes. But once you get used to that, being able to walk wherever you want to walk and not having to wait for a, a car or get in the car, it's such an easy place to get around because the streets are numbered. I think yes. folks who have never been there don't understand that the grid system in New York makes it almost impossible to get lost. If you're in midtown Manhattan, you know that 42nd is south of 43rd, et cetera, so on. And the other blocks are 8th, 9th, 7th, and they go up and down east to west. So if you're confused about where you're going, so I was at 43rd and 8th for the Westin where I was staying, and Gray House, for instance, was at 45 and 7th. 
So I was just a block, a block down and two blocks up. Easy. I don't know why in the past I've always gotten so confused. I also didn't, since I took the subway once, I didn't get on the wrong subway this time. First time I've been to New York and I haven't taken the wrong subway at least once. Because it's easy, easy to get confused about uptown and downtown. It is. But now that I understand 42nd, 43rd, 45th, to 50 is uptown, you go to the adventure. uptown side. Um, yeah, I would probably the people for sure. And the, the energy, like you said, is is it for sure. There's so much good theater. I, I really re- wish that I could be there more often. There's so many things off Broadway that I'd like to see. I, the Broadway shows are obviously amazing, but so much creative work being done. Which, of course, if you're in Cincinnati coming up June 2nd and the 17th, we have our Cincinnati Fringe Festival, which is a lot of kind of off the beaten path sorts of weird, brand new works. Uh, there's several international artists coming in this season, this year. It's the 20th anniversary this year of Fringe, which is really cool. I know. So if you haven't seen them, I've got some Fringe preview interviews up on YouTube on a Sappy Critic playlist. If you're around Cincinnati and you're looking for something to do with the 2nd from the 17th, there's no excuse not to come down and see at least one or two shows. And the tickets are cheap. You can get a Fringe Flex Pass for... 90 bucks, I think, and that gets you six tickets to use any way you want. And that means you can take uh, two friends to two shows, or you can take yourself to six shows, or you know, whatever. Do the math. I don't do math. I went to Bible college. But uh, it's really worthwhile, and I think you should do it. And I'll be down there hanging out, so come say hi. Did you also see that, uh, speaking of downtown, Ruben Studdard and Clay Aiken are going to be playing at Memorial Hall in October? I did. And, you know, I'm thinking I've never been to a concert in Memorial Hall, so maybe I need to rethink this. I've already seen them, so why would I go again? Well, and they've gotten better, right? So you saw them immediately after they finished their second season of American Idol, which was 20 years ago this year. They're on a 20th anniversary tour. And their vocals, Ruben especially, has gotten, he's slimmed down for one thing, so he's breathing better. And his vocals are... Unbelievable! He was kind of that low teddy bear baritone back on the show, and now he's singing the super high tenor parts that I didn't know he had in him. And Clay has matured into his instrument as well. It's, there's the clip of them on American Idol, the finale the other night, singing "The Impossible Dream," is on repeat on my YouTube because it's so good. So that's coming up. Maybe we'll go do an adventure there. We've also got an adventure planned at the Museum Center. A very exclusive photography excursion. I'm way excited about that. There's so much happening around. I can't wait to do it. And King's Island's open. And we're here now. Next week, we're going to bring you our top five King's Island favorite things. And I'm very interested to see what your list is and what you did with that very vague and blanket topic because that could be any number of things. Mine is sort of weird too. I've kind of rewritten it a little bit since we messaged this morning, but I'm still very comfortable with what I've done. We'll do that next week here on the blog, but is there anything else that you think we should talk about with New York or anything else we need to tell the people about coming up this week? Things they should do, things we should do, things we should talk about. I just think that it's Memorial Day weekend and there's a lot to do, so get out and do something. We're hopefully going to be at King's Island. We're going to be back here Saturday at King's Island to watch the shows that are opening up and to hang out. But yeah, you should get out and celebrate. The weather's going to be gorgeous. And uh, thank you to all of our servicemen who have uh, paid the ultimate price for our freedom, and I hope we continue to have it in 
these next elections. We don't do politics on the show, so we'll just move on. Um, okay, we'll see you next week. We're going to do a walk around Kings Island and talk about our top five favorite things. We'll see how that goes. It could be that we don't have an episode because I'm so out of breath. All you can hear is me heavy breathing, and that's a different kind of podcast. <laughs> yes, but one that I do not want to be a we'll, part of. We'll see what happens. See you then, folks. Bye.